0: Welcome to the Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, JJ White.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to a special edition of the Great People Show. We call these Great People Sessions, and I've got some. Awesome new talent, (laughs) some old talent, and some new talent (laughs) in the studio. I'm glad
0: to be called old. That's fine.
1: Um, We're old together, brother. So uh, I'm J.J. White, the host of The Great People Show. And in the studio, we have with us Will Turner and Christopher Jones. Um, Will, let's start with you. Okay. What's your story? 30 seconds or less, what's your story? (laughs)
2: 30 seconds or less. Uh, Good try. I run a company called Refuse Ordinary. Love and it. it's all about uh, improving sales performance, sales leadership, and productivity. Cool. Um, probably the most notable thing with me lately is my sixty at sixty quest, where I completed sixty Ironman triathlons last year and broke the Guinness World Record in the process. And so
1: we have a Guinness. Well. I should have. Chris, have you broken? Do you have a Guinness World Record? Not I don't, I don't want to give Not him yet. all the credit. It's early. Not yet. I mean, Maybe I, I have and I don't know it. I didn't want to step on your toes by saying we, we have one <laughs> in case we it had to. It's just one. I'll
2: tell you. I waited until wow. I was 60 years old. So Chris has some time. I, yeah, I do.
0: I've got 10 more years.
1: <laughs> I'm feeling the bar getting high in here, guys. I don't
2: know
0: about you.
1: Well, anything you want to add to that, Will, or do you think that's enough?
0: I'm, I'm good. <laughs>
1: Chris, what's your story? Who are you?
0: Um, Chris Jones. <laughs> I also have a company called Authentic Leader. I grew up in corporate America primarily, mm-hmm. more than 25 mm-hmm. years in corporate America, and uh, decided to do this on my own. One of the things I remember when I left is I said, I I don't want to look back 40 years from now and wish I would have done this 40 years ago.
1: Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. And I think that's probably the reason why all three of us are in the studio right yeah, now. Because absolutely. we are either on that quest or encouraging others to be on that quest or all the above. Um we are not settling for ordinary.
2: Absolutely not. And
1: on the show, we've been talking about living different, and and all these things tie in. And what's the other one that you have? The uh, live your bold, live your bold, live yeah. your bold. So I, I can't imagine any more sayings we could throw at you. right, now. <laughs> I mean, I, right. You, Everyone should be writing that down, making posters, hashtagging it. And if that's not enough, get then, t-shirts. Then I'm that sorry, you're hopeless. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. So uh, on 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 our show, we've been looking at this thing called live different, and a big piece of living different. Were the, the three main barriers that we identified that keep people from living a different life? Number one, I guess, really, no particular order. Number one was, was change, how, ch- how change is hard. I, I'll stop there because let's just dig into this one. Okay. Guys, what do you think when you hear the word change,
2: what do you think most people feel when they hear that word? I think they feel a little anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, I usually, I, I usually often start workshops or presentations, and I, I get into change, and I usually ask the audience, how many of you like change? And I'll get a couple people in the audience who'll raise their hands, and I'll say, how many have you really embraced change? Yeah. And then I'd get nobody. So yeah. there's definitely an anxiety or fear that we're going into unknown territory, and we're not sure we're quite prepared for that.
1: Yeah, fear. Fear, fear, fear. Yeah. Very powerful word. Yeah, Chris, what do you what do you think most people feel when they even? He- actually, I'm going to take it deeper with you. But they're sure. faced with change.
0: Well, when you did when you first said that, I was uh, thinking of actually a podcast I was listening to on the way here today. Cool. That was talking about this uh, and was talking about how your reptilian brain doesn't like change, right? Mm-hmm, they right. it likes to stay the same. It likes to be comfortable. Uh, And we have to recognize when we are relying on our reptilian brain and cause ourselves to make the choice to change because we are the only animals on earth that actually have that power Mm. to decide what you're going to do and and what change you are going to – and what they were actually talking about was planning specifically – um, like dogs can't plan. <laughs> they don't plan. Mine ahead. does. Yeah. <laughs> sure. When's the next meal coming? When I don't want the <laughs> dog to Well, that's to what bark. they said. That's, that's the exactly only thing. Dogs right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's when they eat, when they sleep and, you know, uh, but they don't plan ahead of time like at four o'clock, you know, that's yeah. why I plan to do this.
1: You, well, they always want to go to the bathroom when it's raining out. <laughs> yeah, so you mentioned the word power. Like you're the, we are the only species with the power. And my first reaction was so much unused power. Because mm-hmm. so many people just want to stay where they're at, which mm-hmm. really starts to lead into the next huge barrier to living different that we talked about on the show, which is taking a risk. Right. Because uh, it, maybe it's an it, it's the chicken and egg effect with change and risk. But wh- I'm, I'm curious. So you did sixty Ironmans, Will, in right. one year. Right. But wasn't it sixty-one? I mean, I did, a, I did, yeah. I've Technically, heard, I did heard, sixty-one. I've yes. heard about this debate. <laughs> <laughs> I admire you not giving yourself too much credit, <laughs> because you know sixty-one makes a difference I'm when you're right. looking at sixty. Um, I'm curious if you even found any risk in that adventure, like, or because <laughs> every
2: it, single day, did you really? So, yeah. how did you push through the risk? Um, it was one being prepared for it, anticipating it, knowing yeah. that it was going to be hard. Yeah, and that was part of the journey. So, and and being, you know, I, I think that we are more we're more risk takers when we have more on the line, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. I have more on the line when I'm serving others and doing something for others, um, because it's, then it's not just about you. Yeah, I was curious. What do you mean by yeah, more on really the line good. because of others? Um, if you've got people supporting you, if you've got people that you're doing things for, I think sometimes you are able to break out of your own confines and push yourself more because it's beyond you. Mm-hmm. And if you can serve others and, and that's a real calling to you, I think you can rely on that in those, some of those dark spots to, to know that, you know, you've got people out there for you that are cheering you on. Yeah. Um, you do you, know, I do you think there's you. an
1: incentive? So it's, to me, I just think of a double-edged sword. Yeah, it's riskier if other people are depending on you, but isn't... Isn't there more of an incentive because you're not doing it just for yourself, you're doing it for someone else? So you've got this big scale of incentive and risk that are almost battling each other. And I guess at the end of the day, the incentive has to be higher than the risk.
2: Yeah, I I think I look at, you know, when you're stuck in the land of status quo, you've got to... And where (laughs) most people live... There's land called status quo. (laughs) Yeah, there's a big island called the land of status quo. And right past that island is what I call the No Attaboy Territory. And most of us don't get past the land of status quo. We we get stuck in that no added boy territory. I also call that the noise zone because Mm -hmm. that's where we hear all the chorus of voices of the people we're leaving behind. Like, what are you doing that for? Why do you want to do that? Don't you have it good where you're made? And you also start (laughs) Mm -hmm. hitting these obstacles. And so you get the Mm -hmm. voice in your own head, that voice going, ooh, this is harder than I thought. Maybe they're right. So this chorus of noise, you know, makes you want to go back where it's safe and secure and easy. Yeah. And that reward that you've got to push through to get there has to be strong enough and big enough and important enough for you to, to work through all that noise and, and keep going. Sure. And, and so that risk, the reward has to be more than the risk. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, well, I once heard a saying that um, your, your dreams have to be bigger than your fears. Absolutely. Because in, in a way, you, you, well, we were talking, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but when you're we talking about courage, we said that courage actually can't exist without fear. It, it's, it's not even it's not even uh, um, a thing without
0: fear. So right. I don't want to jump too far right. ahead here. But
1: Chris, uh, risk.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. What's I just want to go back to something that you said that when you're doing something for someone else, it kind of causes you to take more risk. And when you said that, it made me think it's I'm increasing my responsibility, right? When I've yeah. got to do something for someone else, I, I actually feel like I have a bigger license now to take a bigger risk because other people are now depending on me. It's yeah. not just by myself. You know, if I don't do it, you know, I can suck it up by myself. And, right. you know, I can accept it. But when someone else is depending on me and I'm delivering for someone else, you know, I actually might take a bigger risk now to make sure I can deliver. Ooh. Right.
1: So uh-huh. your your risk tolerance actually goes up a little it, bit. For
0: me, it does. Interesting. Yeah. I, it, I, I absolutely uh, can align with that. Yeah.
1: There's always been a theme on our show is to think less about you and more about the other people. Mm. And it's probably one of the more challenging things that we have to do or should do as a human is to think right. less about ourselves. But it, it does become the door that can open up to, to things that we have never even imagined right. could open up. And I, I, when you're telling your story, have you ever heard of the book called The Dream Giver by Bruce Wilkinson? <laughs> I have not. Oh. I
0: just read that book again. I got it a it's couple such years ago. A good book. It yeah. is a fantastic. It's a must read. He, I, let's say that he
1: almost kind of walked us through the parable in that, <laughs> because the idea of the dream giver is you've got all these obstacles in these lands. Like it creates mm-hmm. this Im- big imagery. The other thing I was thinking about when you were talking about these different lands was the opening scene to the Game of Thrones. And every one of those has its own little castle that pops up. Okay. Because it can be very, very overwhelming, and I think in our in our minds. But the essence of the dream giver was it actually gets to our third barrier, which is other people. Hmm. And the ultimate obstacle that we have are the people that are closest to us and love us the most. Right. Our spouse, our children, any significant other that are, are just determined to keep us in the status quo. Right. Like they will, go, they will go to every degree, Will, to say, <laughs> no, don't do this. And it, <laughs> it usually always ends because you could get hurt. Right. Now I'm curious if uh, on your journey, and it doesn't have to be the whole Iron Man thing. I'm sure you've done other things in your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, even though it would have taken me a lifetime to do what you've done, uh, that have put themselves uh in, in in your path to say, please don't do this. Yes. And you don't have to get into names and all this stuff. But
0: but how <laughs> oh, ha- come ha- on, let's go to names. I mean you can. I mean we're we're all wide open here on the show. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Um but what do you do to what how do you manage that? What what do you do? Um I think you have to be strong enough in your own convictions and belief just to take it for the intent it was given, um, and and keep moving on. Mm. I'll tell you a quick little story though. I had this one friend who very accomplished individually, pers- professionally, and personally, and every time and and he was a big runner. He okay. is a big runner. Yep. And every time I saw him, he would would try to talk me out of what are you doing? <laughs> this is you know leading up to the year before I started my sixty-eight sixty. Every time I saw him, he would want to talk me out of it. Wow. And I would, you know, I just couldn't get it through his head that this was my, <laughs> my thing. And, yeah. and if he didn't think he could do it or I, I should do it, it was okay. Finally, wow. I said, you know what? You just have to not shit on my parade anymore. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I, I'll make this decision, but it's okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and So when we
1: hit that episode, we talked about one of the tools that you can use to manage that is say, thank you for the feedback this works for me. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's certain things that no one can take away from you, which is what you feel, what you Mm -hmm. know works. Cause, and what I hear you saying is you you have to toe the line between someone that is means well. Right. And not really um, get them angry at you to say, just leave me alone, man. (laughs) I'm doing Mm -hmm.
0: this. Yeah.
1: Chris, who gets in your way?
0: Uh, I'm just kidding. You don't think <laughs> Nobody gets my way. No. Well, you know,
1: we're talking about... Like, really? Our, What's your wife's phone number? I'll find <laughs>
0: well, I, will t- I will say this. I mean, like the leap I told you about when I left corporate. Uh, I mean, she's been definitely my biggest cheerleader and has supported me the entire way. But I do have a relative. And if you're watching this and you're one of my relatives, <laughs> it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. I had a relative that when I left my corporate job thought, you are crazy. What are you doing leaving a safe... Safe job that has a guaranteed income and all that benefits, stuff. benefits, <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. How can you? This is going to be one of the biggest mistakes you've ever made in your life. So they went out of their way
1: to really talk about.
0: <laughs> they they really did, and I yeah. and I understand where they're coming from. You know, they're they're older, more traditional, mm-hmm. you know, and um, this was something they just weren't familiar with. Yeah. Um, but um, I had to do some to you. Like uh, this this works for me. I, I know in my heart this is the direction I need to get, need to go. Um, but uh, for anyone who works in corporate America, you know, there's no such thing as a safe job. <laughs> I yeah. mean, anywhere, you, anywhere, anywhere. It's exactly I, I
1: would go so far as to say there's really, uh, even Dale Carnegie said the for sure boat doesn't get far from the shore. <laughs> right. So we, we, and it, we've talked about this so many times on the show, we, we live in a society and it's marketed to us mm-hmm. to live financially secure, physically secure, emotionally secure. Mm-hmm. And to create almost a bubble in our life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really damaging. I, I have yes, young children. Uh, you guys have uh, o- older children. Yep. So it, it was probably different challenges for you all than it than it is for us because my kids are 7 and 10, and they they live kind of a po- – they hey, in my opinion, they live a posh lifestyle compared to what I did. <laughs> yeah. So what is your advice to parents? I know we're getting off on the beaten subject mm-hmm. or the beaten path here a little bit, but what is your advice to parents – that um, are on that end of it where they say, no, don't do that. You're going to get hurt. Play it safe because, well, the next person that's going to do 60 Ironmans have parents right now that are trying to talk them out of things. And they're going to lose the uh, ability to take that risk even before they get there. So what's your advice to them?
2: In fact, I just had, um, (laughs) I I ran into a parent this weekend who was, heard my story and then said well, I've been telling my child <laughs> to, and her, her child was grown but tell him don't you're gonna hurt yourself don't do that and, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah you know the the re- you know the work they've done with kids today and and Angela Duckworth has done and um, Dweck with the growth mindset Carol Dweck, yep. yeah you know it, it tells us that if we're able to push through those things and and, and see that failure actually is not the end-all be-all, mm-hmm. that if we push ourselves, we take those risks, we, one, we have a chance of succeeding, which is gonna bolster our confidence and, and make us stronger. But two, if we fail and we learn from that failure, then that's the greatest gift of all. Oh, I mean, if huge. we can teach our kids yeah. how to fail and move mm-hmm. forward and sort of failing and falling down and not getting back up, then we've done them a great service. <laughs> And you can't really get ahead unless you're failing, right? No, nope. and if I you do, you you're not, you're leading a pretty mediocre life, yeah, right? True, you're just kind of doing enough to skate and get by, and not really pushing any boundaries what, there. What part of the map is that on? Is that the status quo? <laughs> Land of status quo, it's a, it's the status quo. It's on that distance between the status quo and the land of positive rewards. Okay, gotcha.
1: <laughs> I, I think I'm starting to
2: get it. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to have an addendum to this, uh,
0: to t- this yeah, show. I <laughs> think we are. Get a map
1: <laughs> for our uh, <laughs> listeners to figure out where they're at. Chris, what do you think about
0: this? Uh, you know, I didn't know we we're gonna give parental advice uh, on this uh, episode today, uh, but we definitely are in a society where we uh, work too hard to protect our our children, and uh, I mean. <laughs> At the end of the day, uh, rarely, really, are children really going to get hurt. I mean, obviously, there's some things, you know, you can't go climb up on a Ferris wheel and, (laughs) you know, you can't do crazy stuff. They'll figure it out when they fall. Exactly. But, I mean, I did some crazy stuff when I was a kid, you know. I mean, my my grandmother's backyard, we'd climb the tree and we would touch the electrical lines that were up there. <laughs> <laughs> just because that we explains to see. a lot for us. Really starts to answer a lot of questions safe, I've had about you. Know, you know, but uh, we did we have tried with our kids, we may know they're going down a bad path. And my wife and I will pause and say, you know, like are they really going to get hurt? And and if they do, this is going to be a learning thing. And we we've had to actually hold ourselves back many times. Yeah. And just this is going to be a great learning thing for them. We're going to let them do this. This is not the right thing to do, but uh, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Uh, they're not going to die in this one. Uh, let's let them learn this painful lesson uh, right now. And I think they're better for it. Um, I mean, we'll find out. Well, you, you I was going to say, uh, par-
1: <laughs> parents, if you want your kids to grow up like us, this is the perfect device. So <laughs> yeah. if These are your models here. <laughs> I, I don't know if we're those. good just, models. Just do it. Just do what we said. So, so those were the episodes where we talked about the barriers to living different. And when this show airs, it's going to be right after our first step into what we need to have to live different. And that's mm. what we considered to be the, the most important was courage. Mm. And like so many of the words that we pull out and talk about on the show, I I learned so much more about these words that I think we have it wrong. And I didn't realize that courage can't exist without. Fear and the one. So I'd love your opinion on this. The first issue we tackled with this was what is the difference between confidence and courage? So how would you guys answer? What is the, the difference between confidence and courage? I keep going first. you want to go first? Oh, I was going to say, I'm so glad you're (laughs) going first, Will,
0: because I want to hear what you're going to have to say.
1: By the way, I studied this, so I have a good
0: quick answer. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. It took me a lot longer than it's taken you guys. I'm sure. I'm going to have to think about this for a little. So the difference between confidence and courage, courage uh, is really making the decision to do something where your brain might be trying to um, have you do something else, right? Where Maybe you are trying to play safe. Uh, but thinking it through ahead of time and recognizing that, uh, this might be a healthy thing to, to do, um, uh, you know, it takes some courage to do that. It took me some courage to start my own business, right? I had a vision of what my days were going to look like. And I'll tell you, I mean, in the very beginning, my days didn't look anything like what I visioned my days to look like. Mm-hmm. They look very much like that now, right? Um, but I had the courage to have that vision and to, have the patience to know that eventually it was going to turn out to to be like that. Uh, the other word, confidence. Um, I mean, it goes a little bit along with it, where you have to know yourself um, a little bit to know I can accomplish this. But uh, even with that, uh, confidence can lie to you. Um, oh yeah. We've talked JJ uh, lots of times about like our limiting beliefs. So right? which
1: one's li- which one lies louder, the confidence or the courage?
0: I'll, I'll take the safe answer. depends on the situation. And, and <laughs> I mean, in a way, I don't. Don't,
2: don't we need it to lie to us?
0: We do. That's a good point. Well, hey, let's but say sometimes this. Sometimes
2: it lies the wrong way. Yeah. yeah.
0: That, yeah. You know, I, will, I often say that if I had known what it would take to start my own business beforehand, I don't know that I would have done it. It's way harder than I realized, but I'm, ba- I'm glad I'm on the other side of it now and have gone through it.
1: So, Will, when you did 60 Ironmans, Mm -hmm. did you sense any of that, that, gosh, if I would have known then what I know now, I probably wouldn't have done it? Or is it the opposite? I would have done more. Oh, (laughs) oh my goodness. (laughs) Now there's a bomb right there. Wow.
2: (laughs) Which means you will? I mean, is that? Well, is we'll, that, see. Okay. we'll see. Okay, yeah. all right. That's fascinating. Um, but, you know, I do a lot of work with clients with uh, emotional intelligence. Yeah. Cool. And I was just meeting with a group down in Charlotte last week, and self regard or confidence is one of the traits that's measured on. And yep. I always, you know, there's 15 variables or traits that are measured by this particular instrument that I use, and self regard is confidence. I think is the very most important one because that's a ripple effect on everything else. If your self-regard, if your confidence is low, Mm -hmm. then it impacts the rest of your being, the rest of your life. And Mm -hmm. so if you... I mean, the good news is we're not stuck where we are with any area of emotional intelligence. We can develop it. It may take... It's going to take effort, but we can develop our confidence. And until we do, we're going to have less courage i think Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know i when you talk about fear i the old acronym that you know false emotions appearing real yeah yeah. you know i think we we imagine so many bad things that can happen if we reach out you know Mm -hmm. step out of that comfort zone and most of them are not true and and are way worse than the reality could ever be but yet it holds us back it keeps us in check because It, it You know, what if this happens yeah. type thing. And I
1: think of the old, uh, it's all because it was written in the 60s, Maxwell Malt's book, Psycho-Cybernetics, where he talked about the theater of the mind yeah. and how we just create. Oh, yeah. um, it's not my saying, but I, I use it often. And there's a rule in our industry that um, you have to give credit the first two times after that you own it. <laughs> <There> <laughs> yeah, <you are>. I've <laughs> heard I, that I've, one. <laughs> I've already given credit to this plenty of <laughs> times. That uh, in the absence of facts, people create their own stories. So true. Oh, yeah. And And that's where... We the lies, right? We're talking mm-hmm. about the lies and how uh, it, it creates these lies inside of us because we don't have anything else t- to, to validate why you've done 60 Ironmans. There's not many lies your mind can tell you about what it's like to do an Ironman anymore. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, you're, sure. you're, your brain is out of lies. It's like, <laughs> I'm not, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't have anything else to lie to you about, man. You've, you've mm-hmm. seen it all. So this was the textbook definition we came up with on the show that uh, uh, confidence is believing in yourself. Courage is doing something even without that belief. So you hmm. can have confidence, and, and that's where you're strengthening what you believe in. But courage is 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 oftentimes jumping without enough of that. Uh, now it doesn't mean you don't jump without right. enough confidence, but courage tends to be this um, this free, st- uh, just kind of do it with with. I just I I don't have enough information, but I'm going for it anyway.
2: Let yeah. me add to that because Please. when you look at the emotional intelligence definition of confidence or self regard, it's feeling good about yourself and what your, your abilities are, but it's also recognition of both your strengths and weaknesses. So not in absence of your weakness, but still feeling competent and good. And yeah. so to add on to what you're saying, it's recognizing those weaknesses and jumping anyway.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's strong. because that's, it, it, I, I'm, I'm thinking of a graph here. It's almost like where confidence and courage intersect. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you have yeah. when you have as much confidence as you can get and as much courage as you can have, mm-hmm. you can become unstoppable.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. I was actually thinking of that visual as you were just now describing it. I mean, you have to get it to a certain level of, of confidence to be able to now have the courage. If you didn't have a certain level of confidence, you couldn't have the courage.
1: I can't believe we just brought an economics class into this session. Because that's how <laughs> right. I'm thinking of the supply demand curve. It was. I don't know. That's what I think wow. too. <laughs> the supply of courage and the demand of courage is high. Therefore, prices are. <laughs> the, pri- the price of your risk goes through the roof. we will talk about the guns and butter is now. amazing. Right. And we've talked about a lot of stuff on this show. So, uh, starting to bring this plane in for landing on, on courage, what is the greatest advice that you could give our audience that seek more
0: courage? As you were talking, Will, earlier, I was just thinking it is a little like a muscle, right? Yeah. And you have to um, practice it more and recognize that I, if you don't feel like you have enough courage right now... Right. It, was it courage you asked about? Yes. Yeah. So if you don't have enough, maybe you need to push outside a little bit. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite, um, and maybe this is somebody's quote, but it's that um, uh, nothing ever... Uh, you, you Nothing... Good ever happens outside of your comfort zone, right? And I'm sure someone else actually said that. But uh, you're not going to have more courage if you don't exercise more courage. Mm-hmm. You're not going to uh, run a 5K if you don't run a mile, right? And you're not going to run a, a marathon if you don't run a couple 5Ks, mm-hmm. right? That kind of thing. But you have to keep, you have to exercise that uh, to have now more courage uh, in the future.
2: Right. I like to use a quote. You know, your, your dream isn't big enough if it doesn't scare you, yeah. and so I use that as my litmus test, mm-hmm. and I look for ways to scare myself. You know, I, I've done the, I remember in New Zealand, I was standing on the platform on the Nevis bungee jump, okay. which at one time was the biggest bungee jump in the world. Now, it's, wow. I think it's second or third biggest, but my, you know, I'm just shaking. My, li- I'm, my knees are knocking as I'm standing on this little clear, you know, plexiglass platform that's you know, overlooking this big ravine. Wow! And uh, you know, and then I jumped, hmm. and it was the most exhilarating thing. I was flying, you know, with my arms yeah. way out. Uh-huh. And how long and, are you free falling at that point? Um, <laughs> I'm sure, you, I'm sure you remembered. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, four days. <laughs> right. No, it's 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 probably only you know five to 10 seconds. Wow, but it felt forever. But Yeah, but you are just soaring in the air and it's just so exhilarating. Hmm. But I think you've got to put yourself in those situations Mm -hmm. where you are scared that you're not sure how it's going to end and just trust that it's going to be okay. Yeah. (laughs) I had a friend that before I did it, he's like, you know, those ropes are like, Intertwined by little th- Thailand <laughs> boys, you know, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And I always go to the risk factor. I'm thinking, okay, I haven't read anything lately where people died, so <laughs> I'm probably okay. <laughs> reminds me of that scene from, um, oh,
1: what is it, uh, where they uh, not apocalypse, it was where they took the space shuttle up to a comet, blew it up with an oh, bomb. Armageddon, Armageddon, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot the name of the actor, but they're sitting there, and they said, hey, guys, I just want to remind everybody that we're sitting on a uh, on an aircraft that every single part was out to the lowest bidder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's a good line. Risk factor high. That's right. <laughs> risk factor high. Right. So uh, one of the things that I was thinking about, I needed to ask you, Will, before uh, I was thinking about this before you got here, 60 Ironmans. Right. Uh, I have a, uh, a personal journey of going from not even being able to run a mile to run a couple marathons and, and cycle. Mm. And a lot of people... When they think of their goals, their goals can get so big that they really lose grasp of what that first step is. And right. I know for a fact that we have people that listen to our show that have goals. Some of them are physical goals. They they think of, they think of what you did and say, I'd never be able to do that. Right. Um,
0: okay, so they don't even what, start, right? R- exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I'm
1: too old. So, right? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, what are your words of encouragement on how someone can get started? Right. It's like literally getting off the couch and going and just running a quarter mile or walking a quarter mile. But how do we start small in all of our goals, knowing that we may or may not get to an Ironman? We certainly may not get to 60 in a year.
2: Right. But how do we get started? I had a a woman I went to high school with that emailed me this past year while I'm on my, my journey. And she's my age, and she's in a motorized scooter thing to get around. Mm. And she said that she can walk, but she uses the scooter mostly to get around because easier for her. She said she got out of her scooter and walked not one mile, but two miles. And wow. she she said that's because you inspired me. Oh wow, which is you know awesome. amazing. But yeah. I think it's just you know it's taking that first step, like you said, it's it's going out and going for a walk. I was talking to somebody this weekend. who said I, I'm trying to get back into shape. And I used to be able to run marathons, but now I can't even run a few miles. And so, you know, run what you can at the pace you can and then walk and then run a little bit more. Just Mm -hmm. keep, you know, with endurance sports in any kind of running or biking or swimming or whatever, it's all about doing a little bit and then pushing a little bit more the next time. And then, you know, and you're you're building on it. You're not going to go out and run a marathon, but you can run out, go out and, and walk a mile. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you can run a quarter mile, a half a mile, and then keep adding to it. And it's just a building process yeah. from there. Mm-hmm. But, and, and then you get those little wins, which gives you more confidence, Yep. which yep. then fuels the momentum Absolutely. before you know it and, and put yourself in company with other people mm-hmm. that are going to support that journey because that makes such a huge difference. You mm-hmm. know, if, if people are supporting you then it's going to make it so much easier to go for that morning run when you've got a buddy who's going to show up with you. you know, yeah. You're going to mm-hmm. show up because your buddy's showing up. Yeah,
1: that's right. Mm-hmm. I've been there many a times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as, as we end this particular episode of the Great People Session, advice from you guys, what do we do to live different?
0: Well, I'll start so you can end. Okay. Oh! <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> that's courteous of you. So the question again, what do, you... what do we need to do to live different? Well, make a choice, make a decision that, mm-hmm. uh, what is it, um, and going back to what I was talking about before, uh, envisioning what your future is, what's a future that you would like to have? And then what's it take to actually achieve that future? And it might be, um, you know, just backward planning it, you know? Uh, go backward from that. Well, if I'm going to do that in ten years, right? right. What do I need to be doing in five years? And right. then, if I'm going to be there in five years, what's going to have to be in three years? And then one year, and just kind of um, you know uh, back into it. But make a decision. I mean, be bold enough to at least have the vision I've of what you to his want. Words. What's yeah,
1: that? The bold word. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I got that too. copyright. Oh,
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a, a check. Trademark. What? But you have to make that decision. Make it now while you're brave, right? And then start right. making the plans and and uh, retrofit it for wh- what's it going to take for you to actually get there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would challenge anyone listening to this right now. Right, you're probably thinking of something right now at the moment, something you want to do at some point in the future. Just write it down right now. Right. Right. right make that two, three-sentence yep. uh, note. Write that down. Make a commitment to the next step. And maybe tomorrow, okay, what do I need to do to back into that? So right. I think Love that's it. what my advice is. Great name. advice.
2: Will, what's yours? um You reminded me, Chris, when you said that. One thing I'd, I've done and I've gotten clients to do it is to create that dream inventory. So yeah. it's a great way to spark those ideas of what's important to me and, and and be bold with those, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, dreams can be little dreams or big dreams, but, mm-hmm. you know, let let them put them out there. Mm-hmm. Let them marinate a little bit and see what really comes mm-hmm. to the surface. Mm-hmm. And I think the things that really resonate with you will start coming to the surface and you've got to ask yourself, you know, is this something that's really important to me? And if it is, what do I need to do? Not just the planning and the execution, but I think it's you know, first starts with that mental preparation, that belief yep. of you know this is even possible, and we we throw out so many excuses of why we can't do something, mm-hmm. um, and you know I'm too old, it's too late, I've got to wait till my kids get out of school, all, I got to go do this. Yeah, or, yeah and and so, so really look at them as excuses. I I like to challenge people to take a hundred percent responsibility for everything in their life. Yeah, because they. You usually don't like to take 100% because when you take less than 100%, <laughs> you can play the victim a little bit. I can't oh, do yeah. it because, yeah. you know, this or that. And, and oh, yeah. if you take 100% responsibility, you start to look at your life differently yeah. and you say, what do I need to do versus why I can't do it?
1: I'm going p- to pick off three. No, I just, I miscounted. I'm going to pick off a few words that you used there at the end. Look at your life different. Before we live different, we have to look at it different. And if we can't see it now, we won't even know what we're, what we're working towards. If mm-hmm. we can't see what it is, whether it's dreaming or visioning or, or whatever it is, that, that should be the first step is to really see what not just you want for yourself, but what do the people around you need you to be? Because that starts to become a mm-hmm. beacon for us mm-hmm. in our life. I want to thank you guys for jumping in the studio yeah. with us, and thanks for our audience for um, listening to to us give you some advice and some, some feedback on how to live different. Of course, you can get any of our episodes on our website at greatpeopleshow.com. Well, Chris, thanks for being here, guys. Thank, thank you. Thank you, J.J. Go live different. Yeah. <laughs>